Hello everyone, welcome to the 43rd episode of Snippets. I am Dr. Gaurav Chauhan, your host for today. Friends, we all know that surgical videos are very helpful to surgeons in their learning phase. And we all have watched these videos which are available on various platforms. Recording our own surgery and revisiting them to analyze oneself is one of the best methods to improve surgical efficiency. To provide valuable insight into various recording methods available, we proudly welcome a distinguished alumnus from Shankanitralaya, Dr. Shamresh Srivastava, currently the head of cataract and refractive services at Raghudi Pai Hospital, Jaipur. He did his DNB from Shankanitralaya, then went on to do a fellowship in phaco emulsification from Raghudi Pai Hospital, Ahmedabad, followed by a second fellowship in refractive surgeries from Narayan Netralaya, Bangalore. He has numerous awards to his name, including Young Ophthalmologist Award of ESCRS Annual Meeting in 2011, Best Paper Award for two consecutive years in Annual Meeting of ESCRS in 2013 and 14. He has been guest speaker and panelist in various national and international meetings and also has several publications in peer-reviewed journals. Welcome to Snippets, sir. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Dr. Samaresh Srivastava uh, and I've been keenly involved in a uh, lot of R&D regarding uh, how to use certain types of cameras and certain types of imaging methods in ophthalmology. I would like to thank Shankar Netralaya and Dr. Meenakshi for inviting me for this podcast on basics of uh, OT recording for uh, resident doctors and senior doctors who want to upgrade their practices by uh, starting to record their ophthalmic surgery videos. It's very important today's date and time to be able to record uh, all your surgeries for many purposes. The most common reason is medical legal in my understanding because if something tends to go wrong, you have proof to back yourself up. And in today's date and time with the world going in all directions and particularly healthcare, it's very important to be able to safeguard yourself. That being said, it's also very important today's date and time to record videos so that certain surgical tricks and tips which you believe are something that you have evolved into or you believe will uh, benefit the general audience or general ophthalmology as a whole are best recorded because if you don't record them, there is no way to prove your point. And in conferences which are uh, so common these days and you'll be giving presentations later in your life, it will be a b- immense help to be able to show your own videos rather than borrow video from colleagues or download it from the internet because what you do speaks the best. And for this, it's very important to understand your operating microscope first. Because if you, only if you understand your operating microscope, will you be able to make sensible decisions on the optics and what sort of camera setup works best for you. If you break down your operating microscope uh, into different components, what you see through is your uh, optics is one component of it. There is a lens at the bottom which fixates, uh, which focuses light on the patient's eye. And between that lens and your eyepiece are a whole array of stuff, particularly in the little higher end microscopes. Every component that is in the microscope will divide light into two, uh, one right and left, so that you can get your stereopsis. And that's very, very important to understand. So in operating microscope, the first component one needs to understand is what is known as a beam splitter. A beam splitter is an optical device that splits one beam of light into two beams of light, one for the right and one for the left. There are two sorts of beam splitters. There is something called a 50-50 beam splitter or a 70-30 beam splitter. Or depending on what operating microscope you have, they can have their own indigenous variation. Essentially what it means is that when you are dividing light, the light divides either 70% in a 70-70 towards the surgeon and 30% light goes on the sides towards the other optical tubes where you can plug in your cameras. 
In a 50-50, you have 50% of the light going into the surgeon's eyes and 50% of the light going towards the camera side. This is very important to understand because certain microscopes are inherently uh, made to be able to give more light to the surgeon in order to better improve their surgical performance. On the other hand, certain microscopes give you the flexibility of choosing whether you should be able to operate in low light condition and whether you would want your surgery recordings to be sharper. For example, the Leica microscopes will have a 70-30 beam splitter generally. So the recordings may come out to be, to be a bit duller as compared to other companies. But that's not because the microscope is bad. It's because the system is designed as such so as to have better control, better light options for the surgeon with a little bit of a compromise for the recording. Doesn't mean the microscope is bad at all. Why certain microscopes like Zeiss, particularly the Lumeras, will have a 50-50 configuration uh, that you can order, which will give you equal amount of light to the surgeon and the microscope. And such microscopes are generally seen uh, with, with the consultants who are doing a lot of video recordings and presentations across the spectrum. And this is very important to understand when you order your operating microscope or up upgrade your operating microscope. After the beam splitter comes a small device called a video adapter tube. This is a coupling device that couples your op operating microscope via the beam splitter to the camera that you want to uh, place on your microscope. These video adapter tubes come in different focal lengths. So it's very important that one video adapter tube doesn't work. So there's no point in buying one just off the rack or in an exhibition or from eBay. You have to understand what camera you are going to put and based on that, you get the right focal length and the right mount on the video adapter tube. The most common mount that one uses on an operating microscope for a camera fixation is a C-mount. Uh, it's seen on CCTV cameras, it's seen on the old CCTV cameras that, that had lenses which are interchangeable and on machine vision cameras. And also for uh, microscopy, uh, like in pathology and microbiology, the most commonly used cameras are the C-mount type cameras. And these are also easily available because the C-mount camera has a huge industrial uh, presence. So you can actually put in security cameras, that old security cameras, you can plug in right in an operating microscope. You can also use microscope cameras or uh, pathology microbiology cameras to record your surgery videos. And these are the ones that are most commonly also pushed by the industry. So when you go to uh, big companies, Ikigami, Sony, the cameras that they will advise you will be generally the C-mount cameras because they are labeled as medical grade cameras. But my point of uh, having this uh, podcast today is not to tell you that over the last 10-12 years of my practice, I've uh, come to use more commonly non-medical grade cameras which involve a whole variety of uh, you know, security cameras, sports enthusiastic cameras, SLR cameras and cinema grade movie recording cameras over the medical grade so-called 3CCD or HD CMOS cameras because I've come to realize that they offer far more uh, flexibility and uh, obviously they come at a significantly cheaper price than a labeled medical grade camera. So just a very brief on what is a CCD. A CCD stands for a charged coupled device. You have two sorts of CCD cameras that you will commonly listen about. One is called as a 1CD. Essentially, there's one chip that collects red, green and blue light, one third of each, about one third of each light to be able to form a colored image versus three CCD camera, which essentially has a prism inside it that divides white light coming from the source into three separate lights, red, green and blue. And each chip catches one amount of light. So you get significantly more data and significantly more spectrum and significantly better recording. So generally, a three-chip camera is obviously better than a single-chip camera. But they're also more expensive because three times as many elements are required uh, in, on the image detection 
and because they require proper color separation patterns and good optical assembly systems they obviously cost significantly more than single chip camera the other common word that is used is known as a cmos camera cmos camera generally consume less power they are now the newer sensors and they can combine a very large spectrum of color perception so cmos cameras are really catching up and typically they are cheaper than a ccd camera very good example of the new cmos cameras are the cmount security cameras from a variety of companies the security cameras that have interchangeable lenses in the front can easily be plugged onto your operating microscope with the right video adapter tube now what video adapter tube you have to buy with this something you have to take a help from from the company whose microscope you own over the last few years i have uh, moved exclusively to recording my surgical videos using a digital slr i started with a nikon d750 and then i moved on and i am finally using a sony uh, camera a mirrorless camera to record all my videos i've also used webcams uh, to record videos initially when i started uh, my practice on residency but i wouldn't advise that because the quality is poor and getting the focal length may be pretty difficult or oh, one thing that i think everybody can do and if you're in an institute where you have to move between uh, operating rooms and you don't have a steady place to operate on is to use mobile phones for recording especially if you have an assistant assistant scope i think it's easiest and best to buy yourself a video adapter uh, an adapter for your mobile phone plug it on the side modern these days phaco surgeries or most surgeries don't take more than half an hour 45 minutes and with a good charge you can record the entire video in an hd or a 4k quality quite nicely using uh, your mobile phones and you can get away completely with for the need of buying high end equipment then again there are many types of types of uh, cinema cameras cinema cameras are the ones that are used to make motion picture recording they come mostly from you know companies like canon and black magic and surprisingly one would assume these cameras to be extremely expensive but that's not true cinema grade cameras come you know cost you as as low as about a lakh and a half 2 lakhs and obviously when people can record cinema you can you can expect a good dynamic range you can expect a good quality of surgical recording the only problem is these cameras are extremely heavy so a simple microscope like a 1fr or a basic microscope may not be able to handle the weight and you may need a higher microscope which has either a magnetic or a good weight balance stand to be able to take up the weight of these cameras to be able to record videos on that so practically it's not applicable for all people why is it important to understand the sensor sizes because when when we talk of a 3 chip camera we have one third of an inch chip which is a very tiny chip and compare that to an slr which i've been suggesting to you to you know upgrade to and particularly a full frame slr if you can it's a 36 by 24 mm frame which is significantly larger frame and uh, you capture not only the site of interest which is the surgery but also the background around it so the entire field is focused and the image quality comes out to be really crisp and the colors come out to be very natural also very important for you to understand when you're buying yourself cameras is what video inputs you are using there's lots of video inputs and you know you it's very easy to get confused in the beginning there is something called a composite which in my understanding is very basic input of a video and you don't want to invest in that there is an s video uh, input from uh, for video cameras which has also now started turning obsolete the newer ones that that are being used are the component which carries the red green and blue separately and carries a lot of information and the new cameras will have the dvi or the hdmi now these these words are very difficult to remember but if i were to simplify it look for a camera that does a component uh, recording or gives you an output either in a component dvi or hdmi format uh, because those cameras will last you a little long again there are new uh, recording technologies like the 3d recording and all that have turned up 3d recording although very interesting uh, to view on is not a very practical application in today's date and time particularly for smaller clinics 
But if you are into showing videos or presenting, a lot of companies are doing it. But in a separate podcast, I can always discuss how to make your own homegrown 3D camera apparatus. But once you've done your recording setup, it's equally important to record all surgeries. So I try to use a software that will help you put these surgeries in order and try to help you retrieve uh, these surgeries easily. A lot of softwares are available online. One that I use is called Third Eye Record, uh, made by an ophthalmologist himself. And it makes uh, pulling out the videos once I've recorded very easy. So I record all my videos. And uh, if I have a small pupil presentation or if I have a heart attack presentation, I find it really easy to retrieve them and to be able to present them. So in a nutshell, I think for all ophthalmologists alike, it's extremely important that you now, of all the times, invest in a good recording setup. Make sure you pay attention to small details like focusing and centration and the fact that you're always aligned in your operating field. But please, please do record your videos. And uh, if, there's, uh, if there's any uh, doubt, the forums like AIOSE and uh, these local conferences now have a lot of people who have a lot of wisdom on how to set up basic camera setups. And I, should, I think one should talk to your colleagues and uh, take their help in setting up your own homegrown recording setup. Thank you so much. For Thank you, sir, for sharing such innovative ideas. I am sure our listeners will be encouraged to use some of these tools in their OT. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope to see you next week with yet another episode of Snippets. And do not forget to show your support by subscribing to our channel.